how do the roller coasters compare to like Rock and Roller Coaster or Everest at, at Disney? Because that's uh, my reference point for roller coasters. I would say they have probably five or six roller coasters that Disney can't even touch. Hi, everyone. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Jeremy. Authors of Where Should We Camp Next, a 50-state guide to amazing campgrounds and other unique outdoor accommodations. Almost 12 years ago, we bought a pop-up camper that changed our lives and introduced us to the joys of RV travel. Join us now as we talk about where to camp, what gear to bring, and the best food to cook. We will also keep you dialed in to the latest RV innovations from people in the know. So pull up a chair and join us around the digital campfire. This is the RV Atlas. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of the RV Atlas. And today I want to start by giving a huge shout out to all of our listeners in the great American Midwest. We have always had a strong base of support from the Midwest, and we do try to do as many campground reviews as we can from your beautiful part of the country. So today I'm incredibly thrilled to have back on the show Bill Sferraza giving us a review of Lighthouse Point at Cedar Point. He had a pretty amazing trip there, really enjoyed the roller coasters, loved the campground, and battled the mayflies a little bit, and he sort of conquered them, um, or maybe not conquered them, but retreated from them to a new site. And then they didn't bother him as much. But Bill's going to give us a great review of this campground, tell you all about the pricing, about the sites, about the roller coasters at Cedar Point. And he's also going to talk about the day that he spent in Cleveland with his wife and his two daughters hanging out at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They had a really awesome family trip at Lighthouse Point, and they kind of partly picked this as a destination because Bill and Nancy have two teenage daughters, and they wanted to make sure that they were going to have fun on this RV trip as well. And I know that a lot of us out there are at that um, point with our kids, where we have kids that are tweens or teenagers, and maybe there's some resistance uh, to going on the RV trips because they don't want to leave their friends behind. So I think a lot of us that are having success continuing to RV with our kids into their teens are making some of these types of choices where we're going on RV trips that are really, really fun for the whole family and not just that you know hiking trip that mom and dad might want to go on, uh, and nothing against hiking, of course. Um, Max and Theo and my boys love hiking, just not every single day of a trip, which is what I would probably do. So anyway, we will be back in a second with Bill, and he's going to give us an amazing review of Lighthouse Point at Cedar Point. So stay tuned. Uh, But before we dive into that great content, we have sponsored messages from our friends at Neighbor and from our friends at Camp Spot. Is your driveway too small for the RV of your dreams? Does your homeowners association not allow you to park your RV on your own property? Are you worried about paying top dollar to leave your RV at a sketchy storage facility? When it comes to finding safe and affordable RV storage, are you feeling totally stuck? Then maybe it's time you gave Neighbor a try. Neighbor.com forward slash RV Atlas can help you find safe, closer, more convenient storage right in your own neighborhood. Stay tuned for a special offer just for our listeners. 
Neighbor connects you and your neighbors so that you can find affordable RV storage close to your home. You help them earn extra cash while they keep your RV safe at their home. When I use Neighbor to search for storage options near my house, I was surprised to find dozens of affordable options. Neighbor also offers a wide variety of plans so you can choose the right protection that best suits your needs. You'll be able to quickly and easily add a property protection plan while placing a storage reservation. Give your RV a home, not a storage space. Visit neighbor.com forward slash RV Atlas for 50% off your first month of storage with Neighbor. That's neighbor.com forward slash RV Atlas for 50% off your first month of RV storage. Let's face it, summers weren't meant to be experienced sitting at a desk or staring at a computer screen. It's time to call Time Out. CampSpot is here to help. CampSpot is an instant booking platform for camping across North America featuring over 140,000 campsites. Research and book the best campgrounds, RV parks, cabins, glamping destinations, and more to find your time out. Whether it's your next epic adventure, girls' night out, or family reunion, CampSpot lets you filter your search results by the type of getaway you want. Browse by location, price point, site type, amenities, and more. CampSpot also offers premium inventory, real-time availability, and no membership fees so that you can find the best sites at the best campgrounds for the best prices. Picture it now. Fresh air in your lungs, cool breeze in your hair, warm hugs in your soul, and that grounded sense of self you'll only find when you spend time out. Book your spring and summer camping trips now. Find your time out. Find your CampSpot at CampSpot.com. Welcome to the show, Bill. How are you doing today? I'm great. Great. Glad, uh, glad to be back on. I'm super glad to have you back on. And it's a little bit early in the morning. You wanted to record early and I'm not exactly a morning bird when it comes to recording the podcast, but I'm glad that you've got me up and out and ready to go. So, So Bill, you have been on for several campground reviews and you did Carolina Pines and you also did Castaways. I believe those are the two that you've done, right? And the Luray KOA, uh, the Luray Jellystone we oh, did last year. That's right. And so in all those cases, um, sort of resort camping, is, is that sort of your style as a camper, you and Nancy? Uh, I would say when we go as a family or when it's me and my wife, yes, we're more resort. But, you know, like if I go uh, camping like with the guys or, you know, that kind of a trip, then I'm, I'm willing to rough it a little bit more. But I would say with the family, definitely. And also you're in what, a 34 foot fifth wheel? It's actually almost 37 foot and, you know, it's, it's, it's like having a rolling house. It's, it's really nice. We really enjoy that, you know, coming from a travel trailer into that, it really gave us more space. And for our podcast listeners out there, uh, Bill and Nancy were on the first episode of my Go RVing show last year, Six Things I Love About My RV. And you guys did such a great job giving me a tour of your Rockwood fifth wheel, correct? It's a flagstaff. They're they're the same. Rockwood and flagstaff are the same, but it's it's a flagstaff super light actually. And you know, a year later, like you were loving it a year ago. A year later, you're still loving the the fifth wheel. Yeah, actually, we even like it more now. We were in it uh, this past weekend uh, with all four of us in there, and the girls. You know, it it works out much better than a bunkhouse. And if you don't know why, you know, maybe you should check out that episode because it'll, I, we kind of talk about why we went with this model instead of a bunkhouse with kids. And I'll link to that in the show notes now. So the like quality has been good, more or less, no, no real issues to stress you no, out. No, 
Yeah, no, it's been great, actually. I've been really happy with it. Awesome. And it was so nice to see you guys at Carolina Pines this spring. We actually got to hang out a little bit. Yeah, that was a surprise. I didn't know you were going to be there. So uh, I, I rolled in by myself and uh, it was nice that you were there. I had someone to hang out with for the, uh, you know, for about 24 hours until my wife flew in. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So where are you taking us today? What campground are you going to be reviewing on this episode of the RV Atlas? So last summer, we went to uh, a campground called Lighthouse Point, which is part of the Cedar Point like amusement peninsula in um, Sandusky, Ohio. It's a amusement park, water park, uh, hotels, and, and a campground. Now, we uh, here at the RV Atlas, we know we've always had a strong base of listeners in the, in the Midwest, and we really try to cover the Midwest a lot. Um, but for our listeners that are not from the Midwest, can you get us like situated geographically? Like this is a this is a major destination in the Midwest. Tell us, you know, where it is, how far it, it took you guys to get there from New Jersey or New York. Well, we're coming from Long Island, so it, it took us, I would say, about eleven hours, and. We just kind of, you know, we came through, uh, I think, New Jersey, then Pennsylvania, and we went straight across into Ohio. And then you kind of go up to the northern part of Ohio. It's a little, uh, like I said, like a peninsula at the very top of uh, Ohio on Lake Erie. And so is the is the amusement park. I've never been here. So is the amusement park and the campground right on the water? It's surrounded by water. You, you, you. I'm trying to explain it. It, it you come oh, in you, on a well, two, you said it. A it's a peninsula. Road. Yeah, but it it really is. I mean, you when you turn onto their property, it's a two lane road that's surrounded by water on both sides. It's only maybe fifty feet wide, and then it opens up to what feels like an island, and it's surrounded by water all the way around. And there's the amusement park, and you know you have and Cedar Point. If you don't know, is one of the best amusement parks for roller coasters, I think, in the country. I. I I forget how many they have, but it's the skyline is just littered with roller coasters as you you know you pull up to it. It's very impressive. And then they have the uh, a water park attached to that. And then the campground is kind of behind all of that um, at the tip of the uh, peninsula. Now, are you like a roller coaster kind of guy, a roller coaster kind of family? Tell me, am, you know, why yeah. you drove eleven hours to go here. So, uh, you know, it was was did this hit the sweet spot for your family? Like, who went with you with the, your family? So it was my wife, Nancy, and my two girls went with us. And at the time, my girls were 19 and uh, 17. So they were at the point where, you know, just they needed something for them on these camping trips. Like they they were they could take it or leave it to go camping. So we kind of really planned this trip around them and wanted to make sure it was fun for them. And, you know, Nancy and I had had gone to Cedar Point before we had kids, we used to travel to different parts of the country to go on roller coasters and, you know, go to different amusement parks. So this was fine with us. We would, this was right up our alley. So you're saying like this, to some degree, this is maybe not the place that you would have gone if it was just you and Nancy, but this is a place that worked for your whole family to keep the girls entertained so that everybody's having fun on the trip. Yeah. I, you know, I, there were couples there in the campground that would just, if you were, if you like roller coasters as a couple, this is a great place to go. If if you're, you know, you could take it or leave it for an amusement park, um, and maybe this isn't the place to go because there's not that much to do outside of the whole amusement complex here in this area. So were your girls like really into it? I mean, they had fun at Cedar Point. Oh, they loved it. 
So, I mean, we were, before we hit record, we were just talking about how, like, when the kids hit a certain age, like in the teenage years, if you want them to want to keep coming, you need to, uh, I don't want to say cater to them, but you need to plan trips that they're also going to be excited about. And, uh, you know, Max and Theo are, are, are 13 now, you know, and they're, they're sort of heading into that age, too, where it's not just like, oh, I'm going to pick the place I want to go, because the place I want to go is probably like hiking in like North Cascades National Park or something. But I, I want them to be excited about the trips too. So I admire the fact that you're you're looking for trips that work for the the whole family. Well, that's that's the first thing they said to us. There's not going to be any hiking on this trip, right? And I said, no, there's no hiking. So they, you know, they are not into hiking and the outdoors as much, and which is fine. So you know, you know, we do some things that are maybe not their favorite, and then we try to do some things that are more for them. A lot of compromise in family life. So is Lighthouse Point. I mean, Cedar Point's been around a long time, right? Is the campground new or newish? Yes, it's a it's a fairly. I, I, to be honest with you, I'm not exactly sure how new it is. The section we stayed in seemed brand new, uh, maybe only a few years old. But the campground itself is very well laid out. It's a big campground, um, and it's it, it it has every amenity you'd want in a campground. And there's also quite a few cottages there, also. So you don't have to have an RV to stay here. All right. So give us the broad overview. Like what, let's go, let's talk about the RV sites and your RV site in particular, and then maybe a little bit more on the cabins and cottages and other options. So what does it look like? What is the layout? What are the sites like? Did you have a good site, et cetera? Okay. So as you drive past the amusement park, you kind of come around the outside. Um, you can either pull into the parking lot for the water park or you make a left into the campground. And when you pull into the campground, the, there's sites and cottages kind of sprinkled about all over the place, but they're definitely in sections. So the RV sites are all together and the cottages are all nicely laid out all together. So it it's not a place where you can really get uh, an RV site right next to a, a cottage. There are a few that are across for re- from each other, but it's 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 definitely laid out in, in sections. Um, there's 145 full hookup sites, and then there's 156 cottages and cabins sprinkled throughout. So, you know, about 300 places to stay in this campground. That's interesting to me that the the number of RV sites and the number of cottages and cabins are about equal because, you know, like when we started doing this 12 years ago, you'd go to an RV park or a campground and there might be like five cabins or 10 cabins and 150 RV sites. And now it seems like the model has shifted where a campground is half cabins, half RV sites. And Carolina Pines almost seems that way to me too, right? Where it's almost half and half there. Yeah, definitely. They, they, uh... You know, I, I guess, well, for here especially, they have a hotel on property also. It's a nice hotel right on Lake Erie with a beach. But if you want to have a kitchen and you want to have like the, all the comforts of home, I think I would rather stay in a cabin than in a, a hotel room if I had a choice. So I guess, you know, maybe other people are starting to find out about this and it's uh, it's preferred. And you get more space in a cabin. So were the sites nice or they back in or they pull through? Um, and what was your site like? So there's two distinct, and I really mean distinct differences in this in the site types here. There's there's the full hookup sites, which are I would say three quarters of them are back in, and there is a row of pull through sites, but they're they're pretty tightly spaced. They have nice landscaping in between them, but when you drive up to them, there's not a lot of room. You only have a few feet on either side of the RV, and they're they're really packed in kind of tight, um, but they're fine. They're full hookup sites, concrete. Um, you know, very well done grass, you know, nice. Then there are 50 
they're called ultimate patio sites. And they are really at the very tip of the peninsula. And they are in like a separate section. Not that there's a gate gated area, but they're kind of off by themselves. And they um, are right at the edge of Lake Erie. And some of them actually back up to the lake. And they're beautiful. And I sent you some pictures that you could take a look. But these were probably the nicest campsites that we've ever stayed at. I mean, they are all pavers and they have a brick wall that's built in. Um, there's beautiful resin furniture there. They actually have a a charcoal grill, but it looks like a stainless steel barbecue. Um, it looks like a gas grill that's built in, like almost like a built-in kitchen, just super high-end um, brick fireplace that's built in uh, beautiful, beautiful campsites. And what's like the price difference between the two? It almost sounds like this is like, I mean, you said it's not gated off, but it almost sounds like this is like a separate campground within the campground, you know? Uh, it is, but it it, they, it wasn't that much different, to be honest with you. I mean, maybe $20, $30 a night. It, it wasn't like some astronomical difference. It, it was, it, this campground, it's hard to, it was hard for me to like nail down pricing right now. I could tell you what I paid, um, but it, it when you go on their website, it's I think it's dynamic pricing, and you know you have to put all your information in, and then and then um, you can get like they give you like a package price almost. It's very hard to find out the site per night because uh, I was trying to figure that all out. But I mean, so we stayed in an ultimate patio site right on Lake Erie, one of the nicest sites, and for three days of park tickets and five nights of camping, uh, it came out to eleven hundred dollars. So it really it's it was not that expensive compared to what I'm used to with East Coast camping. I would say maybe $130 a night I paid something like that. Or compared to like Disney prices. Now it's so interesting you say that about like, you know, you were trying to find the prices and they're really hard to find because we're revising our first book right now, which used to be called The Idiot's Guide to RV Vacations, now it's called like The Outdoor Adventure Guide to RV Vacations and we in the original book, eight years ago, we had the prices for all the campgrounds. Right. And now we're digging around trying to find prices. And it's it's like they're hidden or you can't see them because of the dynamic pricing system, which I think is very intentional that they don't want you to know what the range is. Yeah. And so we, we literally three days ago asked our publisher if we could not give the exact prices because they're impossible to find. And if we could just do like $1 sign, $2 sign, $3 signs, $4 signs for like cheap, moderate, expensive. So yeah, campground pricing is it's difficult to pin down. So did a 130 a night seem worth it to you considering how nice the site was and considering you're right by Cedar Point? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It was, I mean, I, you know, I don't, depending on where you're coming from, because that, you know, this past weekend, um, we, I looked to see if I wanted to camp in um, over the Memorial Day weekend. I had wanted to see what a place like Massey's Landing w would have cost me. It was two seventy nine a night. So to me, one hundred and thirty sounds like a bargain right now. You know, so so it really depends where you're coming from. But I was I thought this was well worth the price. I think that a lot of campgrounds are going there's going to be a correction because Stephanie posted something or somebody posted something in the RV Atlas group showing empty sites for Memorial Day weekend at one of these RV resorts. So in other words, they were not sold out. So that right. could be the first sign that, well, if it's not sold out, prices might go down because I, I, 280 a night is just is just beyond me, right? I mean, we're Fort Wilderness guys and Disney yeah. guys and um, I, Fort Wilderness doesn't cost that much. 
Yeah, it's it's really crazy. This year, especially, I think I guess the industry saw that everybody was, you know, clamoring for RVs and and they they're just raising their prices. But I, I agree with you. I do think that it's going to you know go the other way eventually. Well, in our group, for the first time in the RV Atlas group, I saw people saying, "I'm canceling my summer RV trip because it costs me less to rent a house on the beach." Wow! And if we've hit that point where people can rent a house on the beach for less than they'd pay at a campground. Um, I think that that's an issue personally. Um, well, yeah. And, and, and the gas prices too, you have to factor in if, if it's going to cost you more to get to where you're going, probably double compared to last year. And, and now the site is double what it was last year. People may just back off and say, all right, I'm just going to, I'm just going to camp close to home or I'm, I'm not going to go on this trip. It concerns me. You know, I, and I got lucky. I planned our big RV trip this summer to New York state about four or five hours away. And I, I planned that before gas prices went crazy, but I'm, I'm actually glad I didn't plan like the Great Smokies or something like that this summer with uh, the cost of gas. Now, I don't mean to always make Carolina Pines our reference point, but we've we've both been to Carolina Pines and a lot of our listeners have on the East Coast. It, does this have this resort level feel to it uh, at Lighthouse Point? Yes. I w- I, so if, if you Carolina Pines has nicer amenities as far as pools and things like that, this this campground has one pool. It's a it's a it's a nice pool, but it's not a big pool. And for all of those sites, but it it, it you do not e- need to get in your car to go to the water park. You can walk to a water park. It takes five minutes, and you're at a full water park. So, you know, maybe they didn't need to put so many amenities in the actual campground because there's so much to do just steps away outside of it. So, site wise, I would say it's on par or better. Um, for these ultimate patio sites than Carolina Pines. I would say Carolina Pines, all of their sites are consistently good, where here there are some that are a lot smaller and some that are just fantastic. So it, it's, a, it's a little hit or miss here with the site you get. That's a great point, though. I mean, I, I, would, I would assume almost everybody there is there to do Cedar Point. Like, I, I doubt people are just like, well, let's go camping there for the weekend and not go to the amusement park. I mean, that's right. the whole point, right? Yeah, tons of families, uh, kids everywhere. I mean, it's that type of a place. I mean, it's just a, it, it's like, in a, you know, it, it, you get that amusement park vibe. You, I mean, the roller coasters, one of the roller coasters actually comes into the campground. So you're hearing it all day long as it, as it like, you know, one of the last turns on, um, I think it's called uh, Magnum XL 200. It's like one of those out and back steel coasters. And the last turn comes over the you know, campground. And there's a, there's a site that's maybe 50 feet from that. So, I mean, you hear the noise of the park constantly. How do the roller coasters compare to like rock and roller coaster or Everest at at Disney? Cause that's Uh, my reference point for roller coasters. I would say they have probably five or six roller coasters that Disney can't even touch like that, that are just off the charts better than Disney. Yeah. This is a roller coaster park. Like they have, um, you know, just some of the the best, fastest, biggest coaster I've ever seen. And I think in the country, when I, the first time we went there, they have um, a coaster called Millennium Force. At the time, uh, it was the fastest and tallest coaster in the world. Now, this is going back into the 90s. It's not anymore, but it's still unbelievably impressive when you see it. I think the first drop is something like 300 feet or something like that. I mean, just, just really insane coasters. You have to really be a coaster person to go on some of these. Like, so as an, for an example, my older daughter and my wife, there were a couple that they just wouldn't go on just from looking at them. They wouldn't do it. So me and my younger one went on them. 
Oh, I would be right there with them. I'm almost embarrassed to say this to our podcast listeners. I would not go upside down on roller coasters till I was about 38. Like when I was like in my late 30s, that was the first time I got up the gumption to go upside down on a roller coaster at Dollywood. And now I'm good, I think. Like now I'll I'll do it. But I, I would. I might back away from a few of those really hardcore ones as as yeah. well. No no shame, right? Yeah, there's there's some good ones here. I mean, really uh, impressive coasters for sure. All right, anything else for those um, who are listening that might not own an RV or that might want to travel with another family? Did you have any other info on the cottages, the cabins, the pricing, what those are like? Um, yeah, so the the uh, the cottages. Oh, I did get some pricing for the cottages. So the. The, the cottages start at about three hundred and thirty dollars for the, in the, during the summer per night, so they're not inexpensive. And then, the, but they sleep eight to ten guests, so you probably could split that between two families if you wanted to. Um, and then the cabins start at about three seventy five, and they go up. And then they have a um, some deluxe cabins, which are right on the water. Like you know, you step out, there's a back patio, and you're on Lake Erie. They're beautiful. Uh, those, the deluxe cabins start at like over 500 a night, but all of them sleep between, you know, eight to 12 guests. So what's it like being right up on Lake Erie like that? I mean, I, and forget and forgive the ignorance of a New Jersey boy for the listeners that are from the Midwest. I mean, is it, is it, do you swim? Is it a sandy beach? Is it rocky? Do people hang out there? Is it just too cold? What's it like? Okay. So I have a couple of things to say about this. So a few things I didn't, no. Uh, like you, I live on the south shore of Long Island, so I'm used to um, rough water, you know, sand, you know, salt water. Uh, right next to the um, amusement park, there's a hotel and the hotel has a beautiful beach. And if you're standing on that beach and you're looking out, it looks like you're at the ocean. There's, you know, not waves, but there, there's definitely small, you know, small waves lapping up on the shore. And it's beautiful. And when you go in the water, it was a little cool. This was I was there in the beginning of June, uh, the end of June. So it was cool. But it was, you know, people were in the water. But it's so clean feeling. It's like sleep. It's it. it I was going to say it's like swimming in a lake. It is swimming in a lake, but it feels like an ocean because it's so big. So I really, really enjoyed that. You're not sticky and salty like when you come out of the ocean. So for, for someone that's maybe never swam in a lake, uh, I really love that part of it. The part I did not like about this, the campground is actually, there's no sandy beach for the campground. You have to walk over to the hotel for that. It's got like a rock barrier that kind of, you know, uh, runs along the whole perimeter of the campground. But there's something there that I had never heard of before. They're called mayflies. Now, this was my my kids. We, we This messed us up. We actually moved sites. So I booked one of the nice sites right on the water, beautiful patio site. We got there the first day and and it was lovely. And I noticed there were a few bugs around. Well, as the day went on, I started to notice on the side of the RV that there were like hundreds of these little flies on everything. And then as the day went on, they just took over everything. They were on the RV. They were on the chairs. They were on us. If I went around to the other side of the camper, if I needed to work on like, you know, emptying a, a hose or something. Uh, they would they would be all over me. They don't bite. They don't bother you. They're just they're just everywhere. And this is something that I've come to learn is from the middle of May until the beginning of July, they come out of the lake and they're they're everywhere. And I was not ready for this. But they're not biting you. They're just sort of swarming around you, irritating you. Oh yeah. And 
So I, I called up the office and you like, I couldn't open the camper door without 50 of them flying in. It was oh that type God. of situation. Yeah. It was, the girls were out of their mind. They did, they wanted to leave. I mean, it was horrible. Like we really, we didn't know what to do. So I, I called the front office and they said, they're usually only by the water. And it was true because everywhere else I went in the campground, I didn't see them. They weren't all over everything. So I asked if I could be moved and they said they didn't have any other sites. And I went back and told my wife, she's, she was like, you have to tell them we cannot stay here. So I, I went back up and I, you know, I just told them, I said, please, I'll, I'll go anywhere in the campground, you know, and I, I've got a nice girl who could see that I was <laughs> panicked because I didn't know what to do with these kids. And uh, she actually moved us not that far. I would say down maybe 200 yards from where we were. And there were no bugs. So we ended up moving after one night and we were in a different spot for the other four nights. And it was a completely different trip and it was fine. Was so it one of those luxury sites still or did you move into the, the other part of the camp, the other sites? No, it's the same site type. Everything, nothing changed. All I had to do was just move the rig into a different site and I was fine. And, you know, I noticed, I, you know, it was funny when I when I first went into that site, I noticed some of those beautiful lake sites were empty. And I'm like, I wonder why these sites are empty. And if I feel like in every campground, these would be totally full. And I wonder if local people or people that, you know, live in this area know that maybe you don't want to be near the water at this time of year. Or you were the 12th person that day to demand to be moved. <laughs> maybe. Basically. I have no idea. Oh, I so that's, that's good to know. Like you might want to avoid that time of year. Or if you go that time of year, don't get the waterfront site. I mean, it's counterintuitive, right? Like I always want to grab the waterfront site no matter where I go, but maybe well, not here. All right. So anything else about the campground before we take a quick break and move on and talk about um, some cool day trips that you did? Sure. Um, there's there's uh, laundry facilities in the um, in the inside the campground. There's four bathhouses. It has a pool. It has a hot tub. Uh, there's actually two laundry facilities. Um, when you staying in the camp, when you're staying in the campground, you get uh, early entry into the parks an hour earlier than um, you know, a day guest. So that was a nice perk to have uh, staying in the campground. And um, like I said, they, there's a very nice beach there. Um, the, on property they have in the hotel, they have uh, restaurants like TGI Fridays. Um, there was a Starbucks, there was an ice cream shop. Um, you know, they had, they had that a Domino's pizza. So they, there's definitely places to eat inside there. Plus all the food that they have inside the amusement park. What are the lines like since, I mean, you mentioned the getting in an hour early, like what are the lines like for the roller coasters there? Um, if you can get in and you take advantage of that early entry, it, you should definitely use that because the, the main attractions will have lines. Some of the, you know, main coasters, you know, we waited 45 minutes to an hour. And, and, you know, with these big, like super coasters, a lot of times they go down. So what happens is if you happen to be online and you've already invested 45 minutes and, you know, the, the, the rides kind of, they'll, they'll break down and then 15, 20 minutes, they'll start back up. So you're constantly, you know, should I get off the line? Should I not get off the line? So it, I mean, there are definitely lines. It, it's, um, it's a park where you have to, you know, be prepared to to wait in line for the big rides unless you, you can get in right at the very beginning of the day or super late at night. If you're staying till the very end of the park, you can get on some of the big rides. Now, was that were those lines over the weekend or were you there during the week or don't you remember? It was both, actually. Okay. Uh, it was like a, we stayed a Saturday to a Wednesday. So it definitely was busier during the weekend. And this was our first week of summer. I'm not sure in Ohio, if it is there, but the park was crowded. Uh, there were a lot of people around. Um, 
And we also had some bad weather. And that's another thing, too, with the, you know, these roller coasters. If there's any hint of lightning, if it rains, um, you know, they'll they'll shut some of the rides down. So, you know, you have to deal with those type of things. But I think any amusement park would probably be the same. All right. Awesome. Thank you so much. We're going to come back in a second. We're going to hear a bit more from Bill. He did some interesting uh, day trips from Cedar Point. But before we do so, we have a sponsored message from our friends at RV SnapPad. Meet the world's only permanent jack pad. RV snap pads attach permanently to your RV leveling jack so you don't have to carry around blocks of wood or plastic blocks to level your towable or motorized RV. Simply snap them on one at a time and you are all set. RV snap pads go on in seconds and provide a lifetime of stability on the road. They are built for wanderers, adventurers, and vacationers just like you. We added RV snap pads to our travel trailer two years ago and love their durability, design, and functionality. They also make setting up and breaking down camp faster and easier. Head over to rvsnappad.com and use their Submit Your Rig tab to answer a few quick questions and they will find you the perfect set of snap pads for your towable or motorized RV. You can purchase RV snap pads directly from their website or use their where to buy tab to find a dealer near you. Join the RV snap pad revolution today. To find out more, visit rvsnappad.com. Welcome back to the show, everybody. We're here with my good friend, Bill, from Disney Image Makers and from A Camper and a Camera. And we're just going to wrap up this episode. You did get to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, correct? Yes. Was this your first time? This was not. So like I said, in the 90s, we had done this trip without kids as just a young couple. So we did the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame then. And uh, we had gone to Cedar Point at that time. But both have changed since you know, that first trip. And this was part of trying to keep my girls interested in coming with us. And they both wanted to go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So it's about it's I guess it's about an hour away from from the Cedar Point area. Uh, so we took a day trip. And what did you what did you think of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? I mean, I've been three or four times because we had friends in that area, but it was over 20 years ago. So uh, what what did you think? And tell me what's different from back then when it was newer. Well, the the exhibits change. You know what I mean? Like the, the physical building was the same, but it was, uh, you know, you there's newer artists and, you know, and they, they rotate the collections around. So it's, I think you could probably go there every year and it would be different. You know, you see different, um, like I said, exhibits. So we, we, uh, we took the day trip and, uh, you know, the kids had wanted to see Cleveland. They'd never, you know, had never seen Cleveland. So we, we drove down and it wasn't a crowded day there. So it was nice. We actually, uh, you know, they have a parking lot right there. We went in and, uh, you know, right. As soon as you walk in, they had the old, uh, like the awning from CBGB's in New York where bands like Blondie and the Ramones used to play. And so the, right out of the gate, the kids were like, Oh, look at that. You know? So I could tell it was going to be a good day for them because they were interested. They were at an age where they could stop and read, you know, all of the little plaques that they have in front of each guitar or, you know, Madonna wore this dress or whatever it was. So uh, it, it was a, it, it was, it was starting out to be a really good day. So you're, I mean, it sounds like you kind of nailed this in terms of a family vacation. I mean, you had the issue with the flies, right? But it's, <laughs> in terms of you going on an RV trip with your two, you know, teenage daughters, older teenage daughters, uh, it sounds like you guys nailed it. Did you? Yeah, it was, it was, a. Uh... It was a overall the trip was a good day. We spent about, I would say, five and a half hours, six hours in the rock hall. And if you do all of the exhibits, you know, it takes a full day, you know, that you can go through the the actual, um, you know, where they have the plaques of all the inductees and they have a couple of like uh, multimedia 
type shows that you can go in and watch and and then just you know slowly making your way through the whole places it's great and if you did have you know smaller kids there's a science museum or if you're interested in that right next door to the rock and roll hall of fame so there's there's other things to do right in that area and then you know a little bit further down the road you have the uh the stadium where the indians play and um you know the football the browns the, their stadium is right there so it's a it's like a whole sports like waterfront and that's a be- it's there. a beautiful baseball stadium too i i i will confess i have not caught a game there but i remember just even walking by and it's sort of it's walkable within the city and looks like a great place to catch a game now bill you are a drummer in a band correct i am I am. You are such an interesting guy, a master <laughs> photographer. I have, I have yet to hear you play the drums, but I assume you're good. How long have you been a, a drummer? Tell us about your band really quickly, if you don't mind. Uh, well, I, I mean, I've been playing drums since I was a kid. We, uh, My brother is a guitar player. He's a little younger than me, but we used to play. We, we grew up playing Kiss songs to each other when we were young. We would, you know, we'd jam in the basement. And the two of us have been playing together our whole lives. Uh, we just basically playing like cover band music in uh, on Long Island in different bars and clubs and things like that. And over the last two years, I've actually been in a Ramones tribute band, which has been a lot of fun, uh, you know, playing punk rock music, totally different feel and vibe. But uh, it's been a lot of fun. I I, I, th- I think I've told you this. I am a huge Ramones fan and I saw the Ramones at the Stone Pony. I, it was their last show in New Jersey. I don't, forgive me if I've told you that before, but oh, that's uh, that's great. Yeah, they were they were so good. They were such a great band. So, what's what's next for you guys this summer? Where are you, where are you taking the fifth wheel? Well, so actually, next weekend we're going up to Jellystone and Gardner. I'm going up with um, my nephew, my brother in law, and some friends. We're doing like just a guys trip, and uh, that you know, this is a, my brother in law bought an, um, a Class C RV last year. And his friend has a class A motorhome, and you know my friend Eric, he has a, a fifth wheel, and so we're 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 getting a bunch of uh, like it's mostly family together, and we're gonna do try to do a once a year like family RV trip with just the guys. So we're gonna do that. That sounds great, and I, I've said this to you five hundred times. I would love to go on a guy's photography RV trip with you and Eric because you two are absolute masters and really fun to to shoot with yeah we're, we're, we're always trying to plan something we were thinking about washington dc maybe just spending a day it's exhausting though you got to be ready because we shoot from morning to night there's no nonsense you know it's all photography all the time i, I can hang i can hang all right, uh, yeah. thank, thank you so much for coming back on the show i really really appreciate it bell yeah no problem anytime where can we where can we follow you on social media and see all your great photography and on youtube etc cetera, etc cetera? So if you're a Disney fan, you can follow our uh, Instagram account and our Facebook page, Disney Image Makers. We just post daily images that we've taken in the parks over the years. And so if you just want a little bit of that Disney taste at home, uh, you can you can check in with us there. And uh, Eric and I have a YouTube channel called Bill and Eric Photography, where we do more tutorial and the nuts and bolts of photography. So if you're interested in photography and you're not really sure what you're doing yet, um, we pretty much cover everything you would need to know. There's all sorts of gear reviews, um, editing tips, how to use your camera, you know, composition tips, just everything you would want to know about photography. And I would say if you're just interested in photography in general, follow Disney Image Makers because you you guys blow me away. I mean, uh, you two are, are both absolute, absolute masters. So, Bill, Bill, thank you so much for coming back on the podcast. Anytime. A big thank you for listening to this episode of the RV Atlas and a big thank you to our sponsors, to Neighbor, the Thetford Corporation, Camp Spot, Yogi Bear's Jellystone Park Camp Resorts, RV Snaphead, and Go RVing. 
To find out more about the topics discussed in this show, head on over to the RVAtlas.com. And to join the friendliest group of RVers, head on over to the RV Atlas group on Facebook. If you enjoyed this show, please consider leaving us a review over at iTunes. And we'll see you at the campground. <laughs>